On today's episode, we're going to debunk some more myths. Do carbs make you gain weight? What about that late night snacking? I'll be sharing two of my least favorite diet companies and why I think they're terrible. Plus, I also want to give you guys some practical tips on how to build a plate. Dropping gems today. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Candidly with Coffee. I think this is episode number 486. Oh, we're getting up to almost to the 500 mark. Damn. We're going to have to do a little special something for the 500 mark. I wanted to tell you guys, I did a little shifting with the lighting. So I want to know what you guys think. Comment below. Let us know. We went with purple. We're going with a little bit less intense on the lights. And I don't know, I like them, but I never know until I get in that post-production mode. So let us know what you think. And yeah, because I do take your feedback into consideration. I've implemented quite a bit of the feedback that I've gotten. So I appreciate you guys so much for letting us know because, you know, we be tweaking things all the time around here. You said that in the beginning. You said, remember, be patient with this, you guys. We're tweaking. We're figuring things out. We're trying to find the right lighting, subtle, everything. We're a work in progress. But with you guys giving us feedback, we need that. We need you to pipe in the comments. Let us know what you think. It does help because I'm still, I haven't felt like I haven't found my final thing maybe today is i do feel like i like this this feels moody this feels moody there you go you set the mood right that's what i what i was looking for moody yeah very personal yeah like getting ready for the good combos that that we have up in here the deep ones all right so i wanted to say that we had an amazing birthday we had a really good birthday yes we did we ate like champs it just goes to show you guys that Birthdays, they come once a year. I don't trip out. I don't, oh, my God, my macros or whatever on my birthday. Like people always think, oh, what do I do on my birthday? It's not what you do on your birthday or what you do on Christmas or what you do on Thanksgiving. It is what you do the other 320 days a year that matter. Exactly. People forget. Listen, this is all this journey is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's okay if you had a, a day where you enjoy yourself, fall off here and there. It's okay. No, Nobody's going to get mad at you for it. It's life. You're human. It's going to happen. Even us coaches enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Trust that. I didn't go balls to the wall every time I went out because it's like when it's your birthday, everybody wants to take you out. But you can yeah. make good choices still. You know what I mean? You don't have to go crazy balls to the wall every time you go out. I did go balls to the wall, though, at SCK. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> We both did. I couldn't help it. I ate so much and I felt wonderful about it. I didn't feel a single solitary ounce of guilt. It was delicious. And it's not about, like I said, it's not about what you do in those moments. It's about how you recover and how you get back on track. Like Monday for me or Sunday, it was right back on track. Yeah. And listen, people, when you eat like that and you do enjoy yourself and you indulge or overindulge, don't feel guilty. Just enjoy it and get back on track. That's it. Just get back on the horse. No problem. Yeah. So that's what I did. Just a little housekeeping. If you're not already following us on candidly underscore with coffee, follow us there. Leave us a five-star review. By the way, when I was coming into the studio, I noticed that we have several five-star reviews. So I will be highlighting those on the next episode because I I just literally saw them and I will be highlighting them because each and one Each and every one of you deserves my thank you officially on this show. So stay tuned for that on the next episode. And if you haven't, head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, even if you watch us on YouTube only. And remember, you guys, don't forget, don't just watch us. Subscribe, because a lot of you out there are watching us and not subscribing. So we need you to subscribe. We need you to help us push this show forward. We're doing this for y'all. Remember that. Also, I have a poll. I need to know. I need to know if you guys would be interested. We are seriously considering starting a Patreon. So what a Patreon is, it's we'd be behind a paywall. It'd be a very low subscription, and we would do exclusive content on the Patreon. And before you get your panties in a wad about it, it is not really for the financial piece. I want to have a safe place where I can say things uncensored, And also, if I'm being completely honest, I want a place where I know my kids aren't going to listen. My kids aren't going to subscribe to our Patreon. No, no. Facts. 
because a lot of the things that I don't share, it's not because I don't want to share certain things. It's because I still have, a, there's certain things I don't want my kids to hear. And so that's another reason. I want to, a safe place where we can not be censored by YouTube. We can say speak in the manner that we like to speak in terms of cuss words and all of that kind of stuff and share gossip and juicy stuff that I wouldn't share publicly, stuff about my personal life, stuff yeah. that we've encountered. Yep. And another thing is you got the real Mike and Janine, but you only got half of us. We don't on Patreon, I'll let loose. You'll really see Frisco Mike come out. I won't hold back. Trust yeah. that. Yeah. So I want to know, what do you guys think? I'm thinking like it would be somewhere we maybe have levels, but somewhere five to $10 a month. And it would be exclusive content, maybe even like cooking shows or there definitely will be like an after dark style show. Yeah. We want to dive. Can I be honest? We want to dive deeper into relationships and marriage and the bedroom and things that you guys that I'd really like to talk about, mostly like bedroom type stuff and like deep marriage relationship dating sexual type stuff too to help people to help couples we've always talked about that for years we said we should do something to help couples because couples need listen at first it's all like what do you always say the the lust at first year or two you get married maybe even the lust after that and after a while this fizzles out and then you need a new spark you need to be open to try new things to fire that feel that marriage back up again yeah, but we can't talk about a lot of that. First of all, I would not talk about specifics and a lot of those things because, like I said, my daughter listens every once in a while. Yeah, no. She says something where I'm like, oh, you listen to the podcast? Yeah. And, like, people come across that are nosy will listen, but they're not true subscribers. I think being behind a paywall will protect us from the people that really want. Yes. You know. Our true followers and subscribers that really are interested. And, again— we want to help you guys out as well. There's a lot of people that are in stale marriages, stale relationships, or they just want to know what can I do, even meet somebody. There's a lot, a lot of different tips me and her can give, you know? Yeah, so we'll definitely share more there. I'm not positive yet, and I don't know exactly the structure or how much it would be, but I, like I said, somewhere in the realm of 5 to $10 a month, and it would be at, at least a minimum of one exclusive episode per week. Yes. Of that content that would be juicy, uncensored, unfiltered, and very relaxed layout, very not real structured, very relaxed conversation. And we would have, you'd be able to chat. There's a chat. So all of your chats would be private. Your questions would be very private. And yeah, so I want to know if you guys would be interested in something like that. Let us know. Pipe in the comments like you always do. Tap in, let us know. But we really want to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be fun. Because I noticed that when we, I sometimes I feel like I want to let, uh, unleash, but then I stop myself like on our lives. Yes. Like I, I have so much gossip to share, yeah. but I just cannot do it publicly. When I know certain things about the unethical people yes. that are doing things behind the scenes, I will share it all. Oh, yeah. In Patreon, because our patrons in Patreon, they'll be like our people, like our safe space. So I don't know. I feel like I that's what really made me think about it in the last live when I wanted to share certain things. People are like, come on, let it go. They want you to let it go. You can't, though. We can't. And we got to be careful what we say, too, regarding YouTube and all that. Not yep. other stuff. Yeah, they'll send you. Even if you drop too many F-bombs, YouTube will block you from. Yes, that's why I only said it one time. Into the show. Anyways, yeah, I'd let us know what you think before we get too far off on that. But I'm excited because I feel like I have a lot of ideas for it. And listen, it doesn't mean that we're not, we're still doing Candidly with Coffee. We're still always going to be here on YouTube, still get two, two episodes a week, still get the lives here on YouTube. But now that we have the studio, we have ability to record more frequently. Yes. We want to utilize it. And exactly. And really let you guys know what we're really thinking. Let loose with no, basically take the chains off. I know yeah. you like that. You don't like yes. to have chains. So I'm a producer of Mauricio Mejia Live, which is a new podcast from Mauricio Mejia. And Mike was a guest on his yep. episode yesterday. And that episode, actually, it's it's out now. So I'm going to link it here for you guys to go over there and support Mike. But even more so, you guys, 
have your husbands listen to it. It's very good. I'm telling you, as a producer, I was sitting behind the cameras. I have heard both of their stories dozens of times, but I was fully invested in the episode. It was really good, really interesting. You guys had a very good conversation. I definitely think that you'll be doing more episodes together. Oh, we barely broke the tip of the iceberg. We have so much to tell. We held back. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the time to tell the whole story, but right. for sure, ladies, listen to me. Your husbands, boyfriends, fiancés, or Sancho's, tell them to come listen. Trust me. They'll love it. I promise you. There's a lot of good juice <laughs> over Sancho's too. <laughs> Sancho's included too. Can't leave them behind. Yeah. Anyways, so you guys check that out because because it's going to be good. He's my client, by the way, you guys as well. I'm yes. Also and that's what you, they, they yeah. talk a lot about his transformation and yes. why it was different and why your methods resonated with him. And I, yes. I loved it. I thought it was just a really good conversation. I'm not just saying that. It blew the episode I had with him out of the water because it was really very good. Yeah. Wow. That's saying a lot right there. Yeah. It was very good. But like we're in a flow yesterday. All right, you guys. Moving on. I wanted to let you know that released today, the new 1UP Nutrition Rocky Road ice cream protein powder, and it literally has chunks of chocolate, nuts, and marshmallows in it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You guys got to give it a try. I love 1UP Nutrition. I use their supplements religiously now for almost a year. It'll be a year in March, and I am not stopping anytime soon. I, I do work with them. I'm partnered with them, and if you use my code, you get a discount. Code Janine saves you 20% on your purchase, but their protein powders are like cream of the crop. They're fire, man. I use them every day in my oatmeal. You got me on the oatmeal kick. Two scoops, oatmeal, get my protein. Start. I always, that's advice that I give people. Start out with a heavy protein meal for the day. That way you're ahead of the game. You're not behind. All right, you guys. Moving on to the hold my coffee. I don't have a one specific hold my coffee. Oh. I have in general because I got so many comments from people who were bothered when I came for gurus who were drinking the Kool-Aid and all of that on the last episode. I was talking about how... There are people out there, influencers, who back themselves into a corner and support only one way of eating. And then they they amass a tribe of people who drink the Kool-Aid of everything they believe, which yes. at one point in time may have been fully accurate based on the information we knew at the time. But as information evolves and things come out, those gurus tend to be afraid to share that because it's almost as if it goes against everything they've been saying and they're a fear they're they are in fear of losing their livelihood losing their following yep. but when i said that even though i did not name any specific gurus that would be for patreon <laughs> yeah that'd be a different ball game i didn't name anyone specifically so if you feel some type of way like i'm coming for your guru Maybe you're, why be on the defense? I didn't say anybody's name in particular. So what are you on the defense about? Somebody's guilty with a smoke, there's fire. That's what you always say. I don't know. I just felt like I think that I am just, listen, it's my opinion. The things on this show are our opinions. We will always forever share our opinions. I also don't feel like everybody that watches us needs to agree with all of us. I know that our most loyal listeners have differences of opinions on many things. I think that's great. That's what makes the world go round. I just share my opinion and my personal opinion and based on my personal experience, because I've done it myself, is I don't, I ca caution away from people who only promote one diet or one way of eating yes. or a fad because I don't like that. It, I think it's perfectly okay for a guru, whatever, to, to be like primarily promote one way of eating. Where I don't like is when in the process of promoting their way, they put down other ways. Oh, yeah. Like it's one size fits all. And that's not how it works in this world. One size fits all. Do are our bodies the same? I take no. you take high blood pressure medication. I do not take high blood pressure Facts. medication. Exactly. Doesn't that tell you that our bodies operate differently. Yes. We both eat a very similar diet. We yes. both work out. We're both about the same age, yet you take medication and I don't because yes. our bodies are different. People respond to different diets. So to me, it is extreme arrogance and to it, a little alarming 
if somebody says that their diet is the best diet, because look at history. How can you say that? Look at history. Look back 30 years ago. What was the best diet then? Notice how it changes like oh, every decade. Oh, my God. That's bro Let's go back to bro science of my era, the 80s and 90s of bodybuilding, the era that I came up in in the gym, the stuff that I was told and information and exactly. We just, not to go backwards, but 35 grams of protein is a moist steak we, we debunked them. Or you got to eat chicken, white rice, and only oranges after your workout and certain things stay away from. That's a lie. So many stuff has been debunked. You know, yeah, and it's not then. even necessarily debunking. It's evolving, evolving also. Okay. Like the different styles of diet. Yes. If you think so, if you think that the if you're following a particular fad diet right now, you have to know that in five, ten years from now, there's we're probably going to be laughing that you used to follow that particular fad diet. History reproves it. Think back to the Adkins diet and the oh, South Beach diet. That. Yes. Remember those? Yes, the Atkins diet. Every they all eventually fizzle out. Even so, the keto craze fizzled out. Right. And so my thing is, I think that here, but I want to be clear. I think that there are people, and I just so you know, I'm a coach that that provides macronutrient breakdowns for all different styles, whatever the person wants. Because like you and I discuss, what do you like to eat? How do you like to eat? Exactly. What makes you feel your best? Yes. Who am I to say what makes you feel your best? We have a subscriber, Rhonda. We love Rhonda. She's a big supporter of the show. She feels her best when she does not eat carbs. She feels it. She feels inflammation in her joints. She doesn't feel good when she eats certain carbs. She physically feels different. Who am I to say, but carbs are great. I feel great on him. But she doesn't. So she's doing what's best for her. Exactly. And that is what I promote. It's not. I'm not anti-keto, anti-vegan, anti-vegetarian. No. I'm anti-being the superior diet, thinking that your way is the only way. That is what I am anti. Yeah, you always said it like, you gotta, you'll support any diet or any eating plan that best suits you. That's it. We're not anti-vegan, even though we're meat eaters. Hey, if no. vegan works for you, cool. If carnivore works for you and carbs don't work for you, then cool. That So be it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has different things that they what they want to do. I'm into flexible, sustainable eating. I love that way. I love the, the the options. Right. Being able to eat pretty much what I enjoy. And that's how I train and teach my clients. Like, you eat what you enjoy because that's what's going to be sustainable. If I prescribe you a diet or, or not prescribe, but if I give you a certain food to eat and you hate it, how long do you think you're going to last on that? Mm -hmm. A week or two? Mm -hmm. You'll fall flat on your face. Where I give you the options to eat with things you enjoy. I just show you how to make it work within your macros. I think where people mess up, though, is because they do drink the Kool-Aid. Sorry, I'm going to use that term again. They drink the Kool-Aid, and they're doing the diet not because it is the one that they it's easiest for them to follow or they feel the best on. They're doing it because they think it is the one, like the the harp is going and the, yeah. the clouds break. Yeah. And this is the secret diet. Yes. There isn't a secret diet. You have to find what works for you. Don't do something because you think it's the way to do it. You, you have to be in tune with your body and you have to do what's best for you. And you have to also not be afraid to then pivot once it no longer serves you. I pivoted with keto. You pivoted so with keto. I. Yes. Exactly. And we've both done the old school bodybuilding diet, low carb, high protein, measure out your fats. We did that too. We both did that diet. Did it work? Of course it did. Was it sustainable? Nope. So don't be afraid to pivot and don't be afraid to, like I've said before, just be open to your information. Because man, I had a lot of people that... Where was this at? That they came, they came on? I had where? DMs about it. I had some oh, comments. Wow. More of the comments were on the shorts. Oh, gotcha. I didn't see it on the... Yeah. It was okay. on the shorts. And that's when I, I also kind of pipe in, yo. I'm, and that's why, to be honest, I'm not even featuring those comments. Yeah. Because to me, if it's that important to you to get your point across and you want a response from me, you have to watch the actual episode, not a 45-second clip that's gotcha. taken somewhat out of context. So they DM'd you? DMs and comments on the shorts. Wow. On the actual shorts that I posted, because I, I post them on TikTok and Instagram. I, I feel like people on social media, YouTube, all those platforms, they love to argue because they feel like they have to be right. 
It's just something about I have to argue because this is what I believe and it's this is the way I was taught and it's this way and this way only. No, sorry. And a lot of you guys, you're not even qualified to be giving any advice or telling us anything. Mm -hmm. Like you're not even in the space like that. So right. remember that. I also like to always use this example. I've used it before on this show, but we ran into, I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a while and he had lost 40 pounds. He looked amazing. And I was like, wow, you look so good. Yeah. He goes, oh yeah, I went, I went vegan. He goes, it's been the, I've never felt better. And I was like, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't say vegan. Yeah. Oh my God. You want vegan? You, yeah. How do you get protein? No, I was like, clearly vegan works for you. Exactly. Who would I be to say, that's not going to work? And No, vegan works for you, and that's perfectly okay. Here's another example. I have realized after this weekend, I definitely struggle when I have steak. Not so much hamburgers or ground beef, but steak. Steak in itself. It sticks inside my insides. Like it, it like I, throws off my digestion so bad. I have the hardest time digesting steak. My brother, my oldest brother does not eat red meat because he would describe it in the same way, actually. he's I love red meat. He's vegetarian. He goes, yeah. but I can't eat it because I will not go number two yeah. for weeks. Wow. And it plugs him up. Yeah. So I And I get that. So I understand. So he has chosen a style of eating that works for him, that makes him feel best. I will choose to not have steak that often because it does completely throw off my digestion. Does it, does now the steak, is this from like a whole steak or does it throw you off like you have steak like in a burrito or tacos? Would it do the same thing? Chopped up carne asada? Mm, it does the same thing. Really? I noticed that when I eat steak, even wow. burgers and stuff, when I eat red meat, my digestion is... It, I struggle with, and I drink water, I get in fiber, all the things. But like I've said before, our bodies are all different. Exactly. So for me, the carnivore diet would be horrible. No, it wouldn't work for you. I know that for a fact. I know how your body is. You wouldn't do good. But again, I do not have anything against the carnivore diet. I absolutely don't. I know a lot of people who say like they do so good. They feel so good on the carnivore diet. Here's my thing. If you feel good and you enjoy that style of eating and it is sustainable for you, or even if it's not sustainable, but if it's something that you can throw in a month of carnivore and then you come out of carnivore and you can still sustain your results, then you have found the secret sauce for you. It's all about finding the secret sauce for you. And that's how we coach people. Exactly. Because a lot of people do go for the carnivore people. They'll be like, what about cholesterol? What about this? What about that? It doesn't matter. It's not your problem. It's their problem. They're mm -hmm. enjoying it, and they're having success and results, and they're healthy. Then don't worry about it. They're just fine. It works for them. They find right. it works for it. Joe Rogan does it. He loves it. Talks about it all the time. So if there are certain things about the carnivore diet that concern you about it, then guess what? You don't have to do the carnivore Exactly. Diet. You know what I'm saying? You, why, why People, exactly, they worry about things that really doesn't concern <laughs> them. They just love the jaw jack to get their point across and to seem like they're right or something like they know it all. A lot of people aren't even qualified in the space to give any advice, period. They're not coaches themselves. So you shouldn't be spewing anything unless you really know. We're all built different. Everybody's different. You guys, it's just crazy. But for whatever reason, the last episode ruffled a lot of feathers, I feel like. The, the episode in and of itself had 400, 140 comments or something like that crazy. It was just a yeah. crazy episode. So yeah. it definitely it pushed buttons in some way. All right, Good. we're going to move on to Comment Corner. And in Comment Corner, we're going to debunk some more myths because we asked you guys to share with us in the episode other myths that you have heard. I heard certain food, certain fruits make you fat, the keto mindset. Yes, that was something that we were ma made to believe in keto is that fruits yes. and the sugar in fruit was bad and it made you fat. And fruit is actually amazing, so nutrient dense, so calorie friendly. And when calories are equated, fruit is not a problem at all. It's actually very nutritious and it gets your, a lot of times it satisfies your sweet craving without having a highly palatable ultra processed food. You can have a handful yeah. of strawberries. Yeah. You can do the old strawberry trick that I used to do. Chop some strawberries up. If you have some strawberries at home, get a little Splenda, sprinkle some Splenda on there. Life changing. Yeah. Satisfy this one, this comment was Sarah 7637. 
So sorry, I got that off. So this is actually a clip of a comment because it was a really long comment, but this is from Rhonda. This is who I was speaking about um, earlier. She says, I track daily, Janine, but I can gain five pounds of water weight and inflammation overnight when I do eat certain carbs. I know sometimes your gut health plays a part of what affects you, but the aches and pains comes a rolling in when I do the sugars and the bad oils. I've increased my carb intake in the last year, but still experiencing weight gain when I eat over a certain number of carbs. So I want to explain what she's experiencing so that you guys can hopefully finally, once and for all, understand this. Understand now, in it. terms of the inflammation, if she's feeling joint pain or overall feeling of unwell when she eats certain foods, that's not what I'm addressing. I'm addressing that she, when she eats over a certain specific number of grams, she experiences weight gain. So what happens, first of all, carbs come with water. For every gram of carbs you consume, your body tends to hold about three grams of water. That's like the the number that's thrown out there, yeah. right? So carbs affect the water balance in your body. Now, if you track macros, and this is why she's especially sensitive to knowing about it because she tracks. If you track macros and let's say you eat about the same amount of carbs every day, say you eat 100 grams of carbs every day, the amount of water that your body holds with 100 grams of carbs is static because you eat about the same amount of carbs. Yes. So if suddenly you have a very high carb day and say you jump up to 140 grams of carbs, that water well, let's just think of like a water well that gets filled to a to the medium length when you have 100 grams of carbs. Yep. When you eat 140 grams of carbs, the water well increases to three quarters full. It's just water. But along with the extra carbs comes more water. And since you're used to eating the same, most people don't notice it as precisely because they don't track macros. And so maybe they, their carbs are all over the place. That's yeah. why their weight also fluctuates. Why does the weight fluctuate all the time? Because yesterday I ate 150 carbs. Today I ate 75 carbs. Tomorrow I'm going to eat 100. True. So your the amount of water in that little water inside of your body is always shifting. Yes. But the reason why Rhonda experiences weight gain when she eats over a specific number of carbs is because her water well is usually stable and then she eats more. You know what this also happens with? Sodium. Sodium, you're right. So if you create a baseline of amount of sodium that you eat, you tend to eat, say, 200 milligrams of sodium every day then you won't notice fluctuations because you're holding the same amount of water because you eat the same amount of sodium. If then you decide Friday night to go out for sushi dinner and you eat soy sauce and you went from 2,000 milligrams of sodium to 4,000 milligrams of sodium, the next day, the scale's gonna pop up. Yes, it is. You're gonna be holding that water. And what do carbs mean? Carbohydrates, hydrating, hydration. Hydrating you, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's water. in the word, carbohydrate. People don't get that though. Don't break it down, carbohydrate. Anything, things that balance water will affect the weight on the scale. Yes. The most important thing I want you to understand is if right now I were to go out and eat 200 grams of carbs, but I still stayed under my calorie limit for the day. When I step on the scale tomorrow, that 200 grams of carbs, because it is double what I normally have, is going to fill my water well up. Of um, a water that's fuller, it's going to weigh more. Think about yes. how much water weighs. Think yeah. about how much your water cup weighs empty, and when you fill it with water, how much yeah, it weighs. Exactly. It's just water. You want to get rid of it? Just drink water. That's it. People don't realize that. Just drink water, and you're urinated right out. But you had to drink a lot of it. That's it. What happened to us on Sunday after Saturday, we definitely ate more than our baseline that we normally even eat on a Saturday. We ate a lot more. What happened to us on Saturday? What did we both experience on Sunday the next day? Going to the bathroom a lot. As a matter of fact, my sleep was broken up Sunday night because I went to the bathroom like too many times in the middle of the night. And like you were saying, my body was excreting, getting rid of the water still. Because I drank a lot of water on Sunday too, just because we had all that. Yeah. So you, you help release that water, but yes. your body will release it regardless. You will urinate a lot because yes. you're, it, that's a lot of water that it pulled in. It's yes. going to let it out. So yes. it takes a few days to balance back out. Yep. Sure but does. I just want to make sure that you guys understand 
that unless you are eating a calorie surplus, you are not gaining body fat when you see the scale go up if you consume extra carbs. No. I think people just panic. They see the number and they don't realize it. it's just water weight, people. It just keep it's just it's all it is, just a balance. Like you said, half glass full. Fill up the glass, it's gonna weigh more. Try it on a scale. Experiment for yourself. You'll mm-hmm. see. We mm-hmm. don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Put an empty glass and fill it up with water and you'll see how much weight that adds, just that alone. In the reverse, this is why people vilify carbs or why they also think I lose weight every time I cut out carbs because in the reverse is the same. So if I always eat 100 grams of carbs a day, but tomorrow I decide to only eat 50 grams of carbs, then I'm going to step on the scale. I'm going to be all excited because, oh my gosh, I lost two pounds today. I didn't actually lose two pounds of body fat. I just... Because I ate less carbs, my water dropped. Yes. And therefore, the scale drops. Again, water. Unless I accumulated a 7,000-calorie deficit, I did not lose two pounds of body fat. No. So there is no reason to take the pom-poms out. Exactly. People get all excited just because the scale dropped a few pounds. It's water. Mm-hmm. My client recently experienced that. He got sick and didn't eat much, didn't take much fluid in, and, and the scale dropped on. Mm-hmm. And we, you called it best. You're like, oh, he lost a lot of water weight mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, because also what happens is if you're if you suddenly say you're injured or you don't you you don't work out for five days, like you you keep your calories cool, you don't overeat or anything, everything else stays the same, but you don't go to the gym and you normally go to the gym every day. Yeah. After a few days, your body would be like, "Oh, Susie Q's not not using my the glycogen. We just it." doesn't refill it. It just depletes your glycogen. Yes. So you get real flat, but you also lose weight on the scale. But the, as soon as you go back to the gym and start working out again, you're going to refill that glycogen back up. Yes. As soon as you start drinking your water again, like you normally do, and like you said, get the glycogen, scales go back up. Also, another thing is that like on the carnivore diet or the keto diet, when everyone gets all excited because, <clears throat> oh my God, I lost 20 pounds on a on the carnivore diet. Remember the water that was full before you went into that carnivore diet over the course of the time that you're on the carnivore diet, not eating any carbohydrates, your water is going to deplete and all of that is going to show up on the scale. It's going to reduce the number on the scale significantly. Think about how much water weighs. If suddenly you are not eating any carbs, so you're not holding any water from the carbs, not only will you actually feel it, you won't feel very good, but feel flat. you will be lose weight on the scale. Again, don't take the pom-poms out because it is not body fat. It is mostly water. It's because you're just manipulating the water reserves. But the gurus, they love that because this is what makes people think that they're like a gift from God because you're the best. I lost 20 pounds on your your diet. Ethical people would be honest and say, hey, look, you're going to lose a lot of weight. Don't get too excited about it. It's just it's water weight. It, it'll balance back out. And we'll see where your body fat is. This is where your deficit is. So you're probably losing about a pound of body fat, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Anyways. Got to distinguish the two, man. Body fat and water weight. It's two different things. Yeah. People don't know that. They, mm-hmm. they blump it into one. Because they're obsessed with the number on the scale. Yes, they the, are. It's just, I don't know. Okay, moving on. CCS 482 says, how can it be as simple as calories in, out, when everyone has different metabolism and different muscle mass. It still is as simple as calories in, calories out. Yes, it is. The difference is everybody's calorie number and calorie target is different based off of their muscle mass, their size, their stats, their age, their gender. All of those things factor into the number. So it is calories in, calories out, but it's specific to the person. So, for example, you can eat significantly more than I can eat. Yes, why is that? I have a bigger frame, more muscle mass than you. Bigger than you all around, just yeah. my size. Look at my yeah. size compared to yours. So I'm like, let's say like a BMW coupe, and you are like, you know, a Ford F-150. Exactly. That's what people don't realize. Look at the way we're built. Right. My so muscle mass you go is to the, much, much bigger than yours. When you go to the gas station and, and you fill up a, a B, three series Beamer and a Ford F-150, do you, how much do you think you're going to spend more money? The Ford F-150 is going to take more gasoline. Bigger tank, for sure. I need more energy to move this body to keep it sustainable. So your calories are different than my calories. Exactly. Not the same. But it's still calories in, calories out. That has not been debunked. 
That is the law of thermodynamics that is still holds true no matter what diet. The only the thing that every single diet, every fad that's out there have in common is they are all different roads to a calorie deficit. Yes, exactly. That's all they are. All of them. Every single one out there. Vegan, keto, paleo, carnivore, you name it. Every single one. All the same thing. And listen, what happens when you do try to eat like me? Your little BMW body versus my Ford F-150. No, I gain weight. You start looking like a mini F-150. Yeah, I start like... <laughs> you can't. And, no. You can't go toe-to-toe with me. You cannot. So ladies, you cannot eat toe-to-toe with your hubbies. Your boyfriends, your fiancés, you cannot eat like them. And it's showing out there what I'm seeing. You cannot eat like that. Stop it. Your frame ain't that big. To be yeah, it like was that. like an awakening that I had when I was like, wait a minute. So, yeah, we try to be good and we go to restaurants and we split a dessert or split. Do not split it in half, okay? If you got an F-150 as a husband and you're the little BMW coupe, yeah. then you should have maybe a third a and third. let him have two thirds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you guys. And trust me, I know it's not fair. Okay, I'm looking at you. I know it's not fair. I agree. It sucks because I have the appetite of a Ford 150. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't, they can't get mad at you. You didn't make the rules. You're just a messenger. No. All right, you guys. The next one is Trisha F5348. And she said, a belief I heard is that artificial sugars trick the body into thinking it's getting sugar so it causes you to overconsume food or more sugars. That is false, and false. it has been debunked with many studies. In fact, there is a very good large study that studied people who swapped. There was people who swapped out their regular soda for diet soda, and then they had another control group that swapped out their regular soda for water. The group that swapped out for the diet soda instead of the water had better results than the water group. Why? The thought process is because the people that had the diet soda, they curbed a craving with the diet soda. They still got yes. satisfied, whereas the, the water group probably satisfied that urge with something else that was more caloric dense, more sweet, more processed sugar or something like that. I used to hear that back in the day, too. You know that? The buffoonery? Oh, don't drink diet soda. You're better off just drinking regular soda, taking in real sugar. Oh, really? So you want me to become a diabetic, right? Yeah, that's great advice, you guys. If it's you overconsume it, it's a problem. I heard that, oh, people got into the whole real versus fake debate is another thing yes. that's annoying, too. It's just, it, it, no, okay? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can have real sugar. Real sugar is fine in moderation. In moderation. It's very difficult for people to moderate, though. And there are some exactly. people, and I know I had a few people come for me talking about that, too. I don't disagree with that. Some people just lack the ability to have self-control, and that is something you need to work on. You need to build. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean you can't work on it. I'm sorry. Exactly. And I can speak on it. Okay, because I was that person. I used to say that too. I can't help myself. I have to eat the entire bag of chocolate covered whoppers. I have to eat them till they're gone because I have no control. It's just it's something I can't control. I used to say that to myself. I, it was, what do we say? That was a lie. That was a lie. I hear that crock of shit all the time. But oh, I can't help myself. I, I love sweets too much. I can't lose weight, this and that. You better learn moderation. You better learn it. You better learn how to build discipline. Anyone can do it. People just are lazy as hell, and they use excuses after excuse after excuse is what it is. Instead of just being honest with themselves, no, they cannot. They don't want to be honest But here's with the thing. If you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to put in the work to get better, to improve, to work on it, to build habits that are going to help you learn moderation, then that sucks for you because that does mean that you have to abstain. But don't get mad at me about it. Exactly. You're the, you know one what I mean? the, you're the one with the addiction. If you can't handle your addiction, then that's on you. Go seek help. Find Hire a coach or go seek an addiction specialist. Tell them, I'm so addicted to sugar, doctor. I don't know what to do. Figure it out because it's just a cop-out, man. People just, we love everything. We're donut eaters. We name pastries, but we control it. Moderation. Because you are what you say to yourself, though, yes. I think. If you say, I can't, I just can't control it, then you're not going to be able to control it. You already it. said that mindset right there, that I can't. That's a problem with you guys. I can't. It's too hard. No, saying, hold on, I will. I'm a master of this. I'm in control. But no, you guys always say, I can't. That's, you hear that a lot. You have to build the mental fortitude. I do feel, I know it's, like I said earlier in this show, I do feel like certain people have more challenges than others. I also feel like 
you've gotten to a place that makes it more difficult because of years of abuse. Okay. If you abuse and you overconsume the sugar and you throw and you create insulin resistance and you create all of these problems, the bigger the problem, the harder to unravel. So I do agree. I don't think we're all on even playing field, but I also feel that it's a mindset. If you want to work on it, it's possible. I don't believe that it's impossible to no. work on moderation. Come on. But That's I, like saying you can't get over an, an, a drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Yes, you can. If you work hard enough, I'm living proof. So, yes, you can. It's how bad do you want it is the question. And if you don't want to work on it, then and then abstinence is your only, yes, you might be the type of person, but you don't want to work on it. You don't want to put in that work or for whatever reason. I don't know. Don't come for me. Okay, whatever reason, then, okay, fine. Then you can't have that. I'm sorry, but don't get mad at the people that can, that people exactly. have put in. It's not like I wasn't blessed, okay? I don't have, I wasn't born being able to eat whatever I want, okay? I was a chubby ass little kid, and then I was a chubby ass teenager, and then I was an obese mother and newlywed. So I've been there, and I still am a little, oh, I'm a 300 pound woman living in the body of 125 pounds. We always said that we both have like fat kids inside us. Because listen, we could take, we could say that and make fun of ourselves. You might see us now, but we've both been on the other side. Mm -hmm. We're living proof. I've been heavy too, where I'm like, oh my goodness, I was almost heading to 300 pounds, my damn self. I was on that. And I told myself all those same things. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm preaching to you guys, like I'm preaching to my old self, really. I'm talking yes. to my old self. I'm Me talking too. to myself when, because I was that person who would say, I can't, or I hate working out. I, you could probably go back. You did on, used to say that to me. On this podcast, maybe four years ago, and catch me saying, I hate working out. I do it because I have to. Because I didn't, I only recently found joy in it. But I hated it for as long as I did because I chose to hate it. It was you, a mindset. You chose to hate it, yes. I hated it because I told myself I hated it. Just like people tell themselves, I hate having to go on a diet. I don't want to. They're like pouty little kids. No one's telling you you're going to diet. We're just telling you to learn sustainability and balance. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out. But stop making excuses and stop blaming others for your reckless eating. Yeah, because at the end of the day, regardless of how hard it is or whatever, it is still a choice to eat. It is still, you still have free will, no matter the urges, okay? It doesn't matter. It's like we expect somebody that has an illness, that has like a severe illness that they, a sexual dysfunction of some sort, but yeah. we want them to refrain from the urge or ma uh, mass murderers or whatever, like serial killers, right? Yes. They have this weird urge to kill, but we expect them to refrain from that urge. Exactly. Okay, it doesn't mean they have to give into it. At the end of the day, you have free will. And if you can't do it on your own, that is when you seek help. Yes, I have an urge to drink a spicy jalapeno margarita every damn weekend. I don't do it because I refrain from it. I miss my weed three months today sober. Yes, but I refrain from it. I said no. I made a decision. I stuck with it. All right, this next one, Heather Sink 2339 I couldn't believe this one. My friend says she can't eat avocados and other foods that have fat because it will make her gain fat. Her health coach says fat is fat. Somebody should be like, something should be illegal. Health coach, huh? A health coach says. Well, I want to know the background of this he or she health coach. Are they stuck in like the 2000s or the yeah. 90s when everyone yeah. was like on a fat free craze? Someone, yes. Someone's stuck. It's probably someone is from that era that hasn't evolved. My point exactly. This is a perfect example of at some point yes. that health coach was sharing current information because current information said don't eat a lot of fat. False. But now things have changed and that person obviously didn't evolve. It's false, obviously. I hopefully you got most of you guys know this by now. But listen, at the end of the day, what makes you fat is a surplus it doesn't matter even if a pound of 2,000 calories worth of broccoli is the same as 2,000 calories worth of avocado. 2,000 is 2,000. It's like a pound of feathers is a pound of this weighs the same as a pound of rocks because a pound is a pound. And yes, there are slight nuances. So I don't want to, I'm not trying to get into specifics right yeah. now with the thermic effect of food and all of that. However, fat doesn't make you any fatter 
than carbs do or than protein could if you overeat it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's like a dam. What happens when you overfill the dam, you guys? Think about a dam, okay? This is your limit. The water goes over the dam, starts spilling over. Think about calories. Go over your calories, it spills over, makes you fat. That's it. People make it complicated. Fat does not make you fat. I eat for a long time. Don't eat whole eggs. They have too much fat in it, cholesterol, this and that. That's a goddamn lie, too. You know what I'm saying? I eat eggs every day. They got a lot of fat in them. And your cholesterol numbers are excellent, excellent. actually. You have better... You eat eggs every day. Every day. Five to six jumbo eggs. I jumbo. do not... With the yolk and all. I do not eat eggs every day, and I have higher LDL than you have. How's that happen? How's that possible? But according to a lot of these bro science people out here and these health coaches, they'll tell you otherwise. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Some people just be careful who you hire out there, you guys, or where do you get your information from? Make and sure always look at them, see if they look the part. That's another th beef that I got with these coaches. I agree with that one. I know that when people come for us for that kind of comment, but I, it is what it is. Maybe the, <laughs> those are the conversations for Patreon. Oh, I'll let loose on <laughs> Patreon. I'll, I'll go in heavy on that. So please, you guys, pipe in the comments <laughs> and let us know because we really want to do a Patreon. I'm going to get my clown on these coaches. All right. So moving on, I want to share some of my least favorite, my least favorite diets like out there and two, two that I want to share on today and why I have a problem with a bone to pick with them. Number one is Weight Watchers because I feel that a point system and everything associated to food, if you have to have a special calculator to figure out what the points are before you eat it, I think it's a little strange. Too complicated. I also do not like that they promote this weird thing where you can select free foods and the free foods, you don't have to, they have zero points. So you can eat as many of the free foods as you want. Now, listen, if you're on Weight Watchers and it works for you and you're losing weight, my, my same thing applies. If it works for you and you enjoy it, by all means. Stick with it. Do it. Okay. Do it. So I'm not, I don't feel all offended if I'm coming. I'm just saying it makes me worried a little bit when I hear the free food things, because if something has a calorie attached to it, it's not free. Nothing's free. Nothing's free in this world. Even the sauces, even my coffee creamer, I measure that every day. Nothing is free. Those have calories in them. That's what the people don't understand that. Ketchup, little sauce packets, calories in them. Your little Chick-fil-A, that little dipping sauce, the orange one, calories. Nothing's free, you guys. The other thing is, the other one is Octavia. Octavia has all of these people eating very little amount of calories. It is not sustainable Every single one of my clients that has come to me off of the Octavia diet lost a significant amount of weight on Octavia, spent a lot of money on it, and gained it all back and then some and have metabolic adaptation now to deal with as well as some disordered eating habits and lots of problems. Personal experience working with thousands of women Octavia, I've seen a lot of problems. Not so much Weight Watchers, if I'm going to be completely honest. It's just not, I just don't like certain things about the diet. I haven't had people come to me with a very bad experience off Weight Watchers. But Octavia, I've yet to hear someone come to me and said they had a great experience. They were able to keep the weight off and they don't have some sort of problems from it. So I am not a fan of the Octavia. It almost sounds like a competitor diet. How many people could sustain a competitor diet? Only up until the day you compete. After that show, that diet is over with. Yeah, it's crazy. You got to look at things in life. It has to be sustainable, you are. Like I tell my clients all the time, if what you are doing currently, you can't answer the question, yes, I can do this forever. If you can't say, yes, I could do this forever, then you're on the wrong program. Because don't waste a lot of time doing something that is a temporary thing because it's going to be very difficult to transition out of the temporary thing successfully without weight regain. So even for some people, I have a lot of people that will say, well, I'm going to do the carnivore until I lose the weight because it's faster or whatever. It's not though, but I'm going to do this because it's faster or this because I just want to get the weight off first and then I'll transition to balanced eating or whatever. 
I'm just saying it's very difficult to make the transition. I have literally been doing this for seven, eight years now, you guys. I've helped many people, and I know all the different things they go through. Very different to trans, very difficult to transition successfully off of a very stringent, strict, restrictive eating plan to a to, to something else without gaining the weight back. Yeah, stay away from coaches that tell you, yeah, I could take 20 pounds off you in 30 days. Probably could, but you're going to be miserable as hell. And guess what? Once you go back to normal eating, you're going to gain that weight back. Like you said, we've seen very people complete that successfully Mm -hmm. and stay on it successfully because it has to be sustainable. You guys have to understand something. You're going to break. You're going to crack events. You're going to give in. And then when you give in that runaway train, you're going to have a hard time stopping it. It's going to get away from you. All right, you guys. Next up, I wanted to talk about just because I... In working with macro clients and working with my one-on-one program clients as well, who they don't get a meal plan in my one-on-one program because I'm working with them to learn how to track macros. And I think it's really easy for us on a a lot of times for us to talk about macros. You guys track macros. But if you've never done it before and you just suddenly give someone these numbers that they have to just track, the biggest problem people have is creating meals that are – going to fit nicely with the macros where they don't get to the end of the day and have a really difficult time getting in their protein or because they're just struggling making a basic meal. Yeah. And the way, and I have it up on the screen, but it is the balanced plate and it's how to make a balanced plate and ask yourself the questions when you're building the plate. One, a common thing people do if they're not used to tracking macros or building a proper balanced meal is they tend to double up on carbs. They'll have double carbs. Yes, always. They always overdo the carbs. I have clients that do that too, double up on the carbs. Yeah, I had one a client who, you know, sometimes they'll go out to eat and it's totally fine. And, and a lot of times they'll sh- show me after, hey, this is what I ate. What do you think? And I had this one client, this client, she picked, she had eggs and then she had avocado with a little bit of cheese, mushrooms, and then she had hash browns and an English muffin. That's double carbs. Too much. When you're building your plate, when you're deciding what to eat, I want you to think, okay, what is my protein source? Because you're going to build your meal around your protein source. Yes. Always. What is your protein source? And then what is your, what are you going to pick as your carb? You can have a carb because we're balanced eaters here. So if you're eating a breakfast, if you want toast, then you can't have hash browns. No. If you want hash browns, you can't have toast. You can't have hash, you can't have toast and potatoes or whatever. You have to pick. I like to usually pick a protein, pick a carb, and then fill up on a veggie. Like yes. whatever, ve- load up the veggies, spinach and mushrooms and whatever veggies you like. And you can fill the plate with the veggies, but half the plate should be like your veggie. And then the other half should be your protein and your carb. But your carb, just remember, don't double up on the carb. No, no. I remember we told that to my client when he showed us a picture one time at breakfast. Bro, you can't have the bread, four slices of bread, the hash browns and the eggs, man. No, yeah. dude, you're doing like, too much. Like, why did you make he did, that he choice? He did good. He had steak and eggs, but then he had hash brown and he had toast. No, bro, you did good <laughs> up until the bread. No, man, you got to eliminate that, dog. You got to put vegetables or some, or maybe some strawberries. Strawberries are very low calories. Yes, Strawberry yes. and blueberries. Yes. Order some strawberry and blueberries. Satisfy that sweet tooth. If you have a little bit of sweet tooth after your breakfast. Yeah, like fruits and veggies. So think about your meal. Does it have the combination? And ask yourself, Did I, I think that if you take one thing from this episode to when you're building a plate is ask yourself, does this have double carbs? Did I double up on carbs? I exactly. need to remove one of them. Yes. That will, just that little nugget right there is yep. going to help you with building your plate. And always pick your protein first. Like, what is my protein? Like, how do you, like, why don't you share how you, when you're thinking about a meal, what do you think about? I always hear you figure out protein first. I listen to you talk to yourself. Always. I always look at, first I look at my app, see what I, see, depends what I'm starting. I, my breakfast is simple every day. Oatmeal, two scoops of protein, fair life milk. That's okay, simple. but let's, no, but let's. You're talking about what I'm eating out? No, but let's break down, let's break that down. So your oatmeal, does oatmeal. it follow, so you've got your, what's your carb in your oatmeal? What's your carb? Ha- half a, half what, a cup. What's your carb? The, the oatmeal. The oatmeal. Yes, yeah, okay. sorry. Half a cup of oats. Okay, start with that. Okay. And then where's your? what's your protein? Now, protein's two scoops of one-up nutrition along with some Fairlife milk. So I'm getting that as well. Okay. And then where do you, are you getting fruits or veggies? 
Yes, blueberries. Okay. A handful of blueberries. And then my fats come from the peanut butter. And One there tablespoon. You go. And there so you it's go. It's balanced. And, there- and, and I'm not eating it because it's a balance because I enjoy it, but it is a balanced meal. I know that because I want to be full. For that first part of the day, so, so it sustains me to, had, to lunchtime. So if you would have make the oat, if you make that oats and you eat that that bowl of oats, and you didn't add the fats or the protein, guess what? That same size bowl, you're going to be hungrier after you eat it than before you started eating it. Yes, facts. Because when you make balanced plates, not only are you going to satisfy your macronutrients, you're going to make it easier to hit your targets. You're going to satisfy your hunger. You're going to prevent your blood sugar from spiking yep. because carbs are meant to be served. With, you're supposed to serve them with a protein and a fat to balance out the blood sugar response to the carbs. I always say no naked carbs. So not only two things, no naked carbs and no no double carbs. Yeah. And if I'm going to have, say, a burger, I make sure I get it on the keto bun or a wheat, my burger, sometimes I have two. And then if I have a serving of fries, mm-hmm. a serving, not two servings, a serving. So you're having the keto bun. So you're sparing the carbs from the bun because it's the yes. keto bun. So yes. you're using your carbs on the fries. Yes. That's what I'm using the carbs on mm-hmm. the fries. So I'm very smart. I've calculated how I, use, how I eat my carbs. And it's not like I'm even tracking the carbs. It's just because I want to make sure I have way more protein than I do carbs. That way, by the end of the day, if I were to hit my protein goal and I want to it's it ice cream or a snack of some sort or even chips, I want to have chips and salsa at the end of the day, I can have chips and salsa because I have room on my macros. It's not, and again, it, you're right. It's not that I'm telling you to track the carbs. So I don't even have my no, clients track carbs. I've never tracked carbs. But when you build a plate that has, that means that if you are focusing on your protein, getting veggie, like you're building a nutritious plate that's going to be very satisfying. And so that's the point. The point is if you learn to build meals that are not only satisfying, but they are satisfying the, your macros, then you're going to get to the end of the day and you're going to hit your targets more easily. Because yes. a lot of people, newbies, they will get to the end of the day and they'll be like, oh my gosh, Janine, I have only a hundred calories left and I'm 40 grams short on my protein. I'm just like, that's a problem because yep. 40 grams of protein is 400 calories. Yes. So now you're faced with, okay, do you satisfy your protein goal or and go over on your calories? Or did you just, you're just going to have to be short on protein today. If they're trying to lose weight, if they're a fat loss client in that circumstance, do better tomorrow on the protein, That's start it. with higher protein, but you're just not going to hit your protein goal today. Don't go over on your calories. Yeah. And a friend of mine that I'm working with, he did it real good. How he breaks his down. He's around 2000 calories a day and his protein takes 150 to 160 Picks three meals. He makes sure each meal is about 500 calories or so, 550. No more than, yeah, no more than 550. He makes sure he gets 50 grams of protein in those three mm-hmm. meals. So right there, he already satisfies his uh, protein going three meals. He makes sure he's a pick, he picks his favorite foods that he enjoys, three favorite foods, and kind of sticks around that. Make it simple. Don't be all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make mm-hmm. it simple. Don't, you can't, soups are hard to measure. Pastas are way out of your league, so don't even try that with noodles. It's, you got to pick your favorite foods and simplify. I love eggs. I love burgers. I make it easy. I make it work. Yeah. Also, I like to say when you are tracking macro, especially when you're new to it and you're building plates, think about ingredients that you are eating together. Try to steer clear of recipes and casseroles and try to steer clear of that. I have so many people like, how do I figure out the macros for this? How about you don't? Because right now we're just trying to, we're just trying to master the basics of tracking. If you want to eat this like 10 ingredient casserole, yes, there's ways to track it. But like when you're trying to like get into the rhythm of this tracking thing and try to lose weight and you really want to know if the macros you have are working, let's keep it simple. Okay. A client actually reminded me, not a client, a a subscriber, a commenter reminded me like, I forgot that we should kiss. Keep it super simple. That's it. Kiss. Keep it super simple. Keep it super simple. So with meals, I like to think of, I'm just putting ingredients together and eating different ingredients. I'm not going to make some convoluted recipe that has a quarter cup of this and a quarter cup of that and mix it all together because it's very difficult to track the macros on that. And when you're a beginner... I would recommend steering clear of that, learning how to make plates, put ingredients together that are satisfying and balanced that you love to eat because there's still plenty of room to put together great meals that are just ingredients together that you love to eat and get used to doing that before you try. You have to crawl before you walk. 
Got to master one thing at a time. Don't yeah. do too much. You're not there yet. You can do it later on down the line. Once you master it and get good at it, then you can start figuring out, okay, you, you add everything together. It doesn't matter how big the dish, but you know all the ingredients, you know all the calories too, you add it all together, and then you could break it up and say you eat it over five days, yeah. but you know exactly how many calories are in that thing. You yeah. break it up into five days. Yeah, I have them do that, that kind of thing. But where it gets tricky is if you're making a big old casserole for the family and yeah. you want to know what your portion is. And That's way, even for us, that's tricky. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I just, you can do it. It can be done, yes, but I just don't recommend in the beginning. No. What I'm saying is the point of this was to do, to figure, like, keep it crawl simple before you walk. Yeah, keep, keep it simple, it. you guys. I'm trying to make things hard on yourself. Everybody wants harder. Just because something's harder doesn't mean it's more effective. That's not true. Sometimes simple is better. Less is better. Remember that. Yeah. Doing too much. And you could still enjoy yourself. Like I said, if you hit that protein goal and if you get good, at, le- at the very least, get good at hitting your protein goal. Save yep. some calories for your treat. Treat yourself yeah. at the end of the night for hitting the protein goal with an ice cream. The main thing is hit your protein goal. Target that and you're going to be just fine. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And we will see you on the next one.